everyone. Hi, everyone. Ooh, everyone. Everyone, I'm so, I'm, I'm so excited to, I'm excited to bring you our, our first, first filled, first filled, first filled episode. I'm so excited to bring you our first full episode. Yeah, it is exciting. I'm I'm excited too, Dan. This the this T A R A. Tara. Mm-hmm. Tara D O I O. Tara do you? Tara do you have? Tara do you have a? Tara do you have a question? Tara do you have a question for me? Exhibit. Good. Which one do you want? Question mark. Do I have a question for you? What what a strange what a strange question for you to ask. It's almost as if you'd asked me to ask you a very specific question just moments ago. Yes. W H What? I H A B E. But I have no. But I have no idea. <laughs> what? You? But you're. Uh huh. What you, what you are talking, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you were talking about. You're so funny. Um, yes, I do have a question for you, Danny. Um, so Danny wanted to try starting the episodes with us asking each other a recurring question, okay. and he just gave me this idea. Um, what five minutes ago? So, Danny, the question I have for you. What is something kind that someone's done for you recently? This. T H A T I S H E R E A T. That is a great. <laughs> that is a great question. It's a great question. It's almost like you thought of it yourself. <laughs> I W A N T T O S A. Mhm. What to say? That. I want to say that. One of the the kind kind things is that mm -hmm. is that after T what do you want to say when O U R L I T T L E S I mm -hmm. Is that our little sister, T R E A T E D, uh huh, treated us to lunch. You stole mine. <laughs> That's right, our little sister. Our little sister. Who's actually taller than me. She did treat us to lunch, and that was yes. very kind. Yes. Find A N D D E. Oh. Mm -hmm. And delicious. It was delicious. Eh? That's right, Danny. Eh? Yeah. Eh? T A R A W H A T A B O U T Y O T. Question mark. Cara, what about you? So what about you? Gosh, you know, this makes me realize that a lot of kind things are done for me, and it's hard to sift through them all. Um. Okay. 
I need to think a little bit since he stole mine. <laughs> Where did what? Uh huh. Oh, oh, P. Oops. <laughs> Oops! Uh? Exclamation point. Uh, I A M N O T S O R R. I'm not sorry. <laughs> you don't have to be. <laughs> so okay, my thing is one of the kind things that someone did for me recently was that a few days ago I was feeling so run down and overwhelmed and you and our sister and our mom were planning a nice trip out to Anza Borrego Desert which I always love going to um, but you firmly told me I wasn't invited which doesn't sound very kind but it actually is exactly what I needed you told me that I should just stay home and rest, and rest and have some time for myself Some time <laughs> and that was really kind i really benefited from having a nice relaxing day so thank you visit y-o-u-a-r-e-s-o-w-e-l you're welcome you're welcome mm-hmm. s-o-s-h-a-l-l-w-e-s-t So this is the All Our Babe Arts Podcast. If you don't know me already, I'm Danny Witty, a, a non-speak artistic Water and advocate who uses spirit to communicate who might know me as Danny Whitworth I'm a co-host is my older sister and Aladama and we want to share our story and perspectives with you on our we believe that all of us can and it to create a more caring and inclusive world <laughs> Exactly Danny And if you haven't listened to our intro episode, I recommend that as we explain a bit about our motivation and also the logistics of Danny's communication and how we edit this podcast. And Danny's asked me to add here that he'll now be switching to his chosen text-to-speech voiceover for the rest of the episode. Of course, all are welcome to listen to this podcast. We really encourage it but we are especially interested in reaching people who aren't so familiar with disability, disability inclusion, or disability justice, which is an inclusive intersectional approach to securing the rights of all disabled people, especially those who have been the most historically marginalized. Maybe you have a friend or an extended family member who is disabled, but you've been unsure or maybe shy or afraid about how to learn more about their experience. Experience. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you're very close to someone who's disabled, but you haven't yet learned much about advocacy for their rights. And this was certainly me four or five years ago. And maybe you don't have any particular ties to disability, but you're looking for a new perspective on how to feel and, and do better in today's context of stress and conflict. So no matter your reason for listening in, 
you know, you might be a family who knows a lot about disability. You might be a disability rights advocate who knows more than we do about disability justice. But no matter your reasons for listening in, we're glad you're here and we're <laughs> bless you. <laughs> bless you, Danny. We're glad you're here and we're really excited to share some ideas with you. I think a major idea that more people need to be familiar with is interdependence. It underlies the premise of this podcast. So our first episode will be an introduction to interdependence. Let's dive in. So interdependence is the reality that we are all connected. In the United States, anyway. United States? United States of America. United States of America. There is this cult of the individual, I think. And it's an almost pathological resistance that many people seem to have. Um, to sharing and, and caring for the broader us. It's a really competition-dominated mindset and one that sees individual achievement as separate from the communities and societies in which we exist. It, it sees helping and supporting others as a detriment to its very skewed definition of quote-unquote success. And it's so inaccurate. We are all interconnected, whether you like it or not. Our individual well-being depends on our collective well-being. You might be familiar with this idea if you've learned about Buddhism and notions of interconnectedness. It's also important in social justice and the notion notion that my rights and freedom mean more if everyone also has access to those rights and freedoms. For those who are listening who are not so familiar with disability, Interdependence is exactly why it's important that you're here and that you keep listening and learning about disability. It's why we need to care about issues that might not seem to directly affect us as individuals, but that do affect others in our communities and our society. And interdependence is a central tenet of disability justice. And I wanna share these excerpts by Mia Mingus, who is a writer, educator, and community organizer for disability justice. Uh, So the first quote is, With disability justice, we want to move away from the myth of independence, that everyone can and should be able to do everything on their own. I am not fighting for independence, and it continues. I am fighting for an interdependence that embraces need and tells the truth. No one does it on their own, and the myth of independence is just that, a myth. And another quote from her is, um, interdependence moves us away from the myth of independence and toward relationships, what? towards relationships where we are all valued and have things to offer. It moves us away from knowing disability only through dependence, which paints disabled bodies as being a burden to others at the mercy of able-bodied people's benevolence. For me, I am so obviously dependent on others. My disability makes it hard or even impossible to be fully independent in most things in my life. I need almost constant supervision just to survive. And to communicate, I depend on a communication regulation partner who must train to be able to support my communication. It is an extreme level of dependence. That can make people like me feel so burdensome. It is a huge toll on our mental health to feel that we take so much from others. It is at best highly inconvenient and also extremely vulnerable. As a support person, um, which is what I call myself, but you might know this role as a quote-unquote caregiver, I don't see Danny as a burden. I never have. 
I don't see my support of him as a charity. I love him as a complete, wonderful human being, worthy of a fulfilling life of dignity, joy, and peace. And of course, it takes time and energy. And there are times when it's extremely difficult. And being one of his main support people does mean that I, I, I had to drastically change my life so I can be here for him. But none of that is a burden. None of that is a sacrifice. It's actually a gift for me to be able to do this. It's a gift for me to be able to support him in this way. I've always wanted to help him lead a fulfilling life, but I never knew how to until he was able to communicate with us starting about four years ago. This makes my life more beautiful and also has brightened so many other people's lives who have been able to know and learn from Danny since we started working together. So what's really hard and, and what needs to change is that we as a, a collective of Danny and his support team, his loved ones, um, we often feel isolated and adrift without a broader community of support and understanding uh, as we go through things that can be really difficult and really challenging, and a lot of those challenges are imposed on us by a, a society that's not inclusive. We are lucky to be connected to other similar families, and between us we share advice on how to navigate a society and a system that devalues the needs of disabled people. But it needs to be more broad than that. Society makes us feel as if Danny and our efforts to support him in a fulfilling life are a burden. We're made to feel like we're unreasonable or even delusional for advocating for him. Like we're shouting into this void that, hey, this person is worthwhile. This person has rights. This person matters. And what we get in return is pretty much pitying or disapproving stares. And you know, even among well-meaning acquaintances, it can feel lonely because while many people express pity or sympathy for us, not many really care to truly understand what we're all experiencing, both the good and the difficult. We get a lot of, wow, you're so amazing for helping him. But what we really need is for people to see and respect him as an individual who is worthy of a real life, who is worthy of the supports he needs for that real life, and not as some tragic figure for his angelic savior family. What we really need is for people to see the reality of disability and the support work that goes along with it, and to stand with us to advocate for a society where being disabled isn't made so difficult. The reality is that we need accommodations to access fulfilling lives. Accommodations are often seen as a massive sacrifice by the able-bodied. So how can we justify our existence? And how can we possibly ask to be meaningfully included in society when it will require so many accommodations for us to be able to access it? And for those who don't know, accommodations, it's not how we commonly use it as a word for housing. In this case, accommodations are adaptations that are needed so that someone can access a service or a place, for example. Um, so wheelchair ramps are an accommodation. Um, yeah, Danny, I really hate the idea that disabled people are ever made to feel like their accommodations are an inconvenience or that anyone thinks that disabled people don't deserve to be fully included in society. And accommodations are indeed widely seen as an inconvenience. And I think this is not only because they, they do require an adaptation or change to how things have been done, which does require resources, um, but also more because 
society doesn't see disabled people as worthwhile. So sit with that. This is something that we'll come back to throughout this podcast. It also speaks to how, frankly, selfish our society can be, where the focus is solely on how much material wealth can be generated. Acts of care and inclusion are seen as inconvenient. But is that the world we want to live in? Like where whole segments of our community are left behind so that the able-bodied and well-off among us can accumulate more material goods? Where people like my brother feel like they need to quote unquote justify their existence, as Danny said? That's certainly not the world that I hope for. Yeah. A-M-E-N. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Interdependence is a reality. You might not be disabled, but you definitely depend on others. It is not a bad thing to depend on others. Actually, it can be beautiful. If we learn to embrace interdependence and treat supporting others as a respectable and worthwhile thing to do, we all benefit. And to add to what you just said, Danny, um, those of you listening, you might not be disabled now, but you might be in the future through illness or injury or aging. And, you know, this is especially timely considering the effects of long COVID that many people have gone through and continue to experience. Nice birthday. Yes. So, sorry. That's okay. But going back to what you said about interdependence being beautiful, I agree. Like my worldview has definitely grown more vibrant since I've tried to better embrace, um, better embrace interdependence. I feel like the work I do to support Danny is the most rewarding, beautiful work a person can do. Like sharing in a way that amplifies his life, my life, and the lives of all those around us. And he also supports me. You know, this isn't a one-way relationship. Danny is my main support person, truly, and my life is richer for it. And I wanted to share a quick example of inclusion and interdependence. We'll probably come back to this in the future. Um, when we go to events specifically for non-speaking autistics, and these are events that are designed with the input of non-speaking autistics, it's like a haven of inclusion and it uplifts everyone there. You know, Danny doesn't have to worry about quote unquote embarrassing himself and I don't have to be hypervigilant for anyone who might be rude or even harmful toward him. It's so freeing to be in these spaces and so joyful and it doesn't hurt anyone. It's possible to have truly inclusive spaces and they're beautiful and better for everyone. Yeah. I-A-B-S-O-L-U-T. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You absolutely agree. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> for those that support us, truly as allies, we are not burdens. We are not charity cases. Rather, their support is part of our connection. They also benefit. They are not just sacrificing for our good. They are driven to support us in a partnership in which one person might need more support, but both are lifted up by their connection. Yeah, let's be bold and imagine a society where we value everyone, where we create space and respect the dignity of people no matter their race, gender, sexuality, income, or whether they're disabled. More shared joy, less fear and conflict and hate. You know, maybe we'll never get there. It does sound pretty idealistic. But trying for that starts with each of us rethinking what prosperity means to us in an interdependent world. And it can actually make a, a real difference 
and those small scale differences, they matter. And over time and with effort, they can lead to large scale differences. Of course, in practice, interdependence is tricky. One issue is imbalance in power. Yeah, that, that is so tricky. Danny and I have discussed this a lot. Um, in our particular relationship, it's easier for me to leave of the two of us, right? I could go out and have my own life without him. While he will probably never be able to have a life, certainly uh, not puppy. Yeah, certainly not a fulfilling life without an almost constant support team. And this is something that I, I need to be sensitive to, and we might have an episode on this in the future. And those of us who are dependent on support for our disability can easily be taken advantage of, because our options of support people are often limited. So we might tolerate disrespectful behavior just because we have to accept the help available to us. Yeah, this is crucial for those of us who are support people to pay attention to. I think if the true spirit of interdependence is embraced and what we call care work is not so widely seen as a burden, but rather a worthwhile occupation, the quality of that care will improve. Similarly, if we better value the lives and the rights of disabled people, their rights to respectful support will be more prioritized. But yeah, even in our family, I try very hard to be mindful of this power imbalance between me and Danny, uh, because he might not always be in a position to, you know, call me out if I'm doing something that isn't good for him or that he doesn't find respectful. Although in fairness, I think we do have a, a relationship where you're pretty free to do that. Mr. Tipot. Uh-huh. T-O-T-A-L. Totally. Y-O-U-A-R-E. You're so O-P-E-N-T-O. Exclamation point. Totally, you are so open to it. Done. Good. I'm glad to hear that. This is one thing that motivated this podcast. This kind of imbalance and vulnerability of disabled people is a huge problem. Caregiving is not respected as a real career. Disabled people are not seen as worthwhile enough to justify accommodating them. Society remains focused on commercial productivity which renders disabled bodies less useful and thus less valid. None of us benefit from being judged based on commercial value. Workers are exploited, resources are overused and depleted, and communities are turned against each other in a context of scarcity and competition. Is this truly the path to prosperity? Yeah, I've thought about this a lot. We have all these advances in technology, and there's a lot of wealth being generated in the world, but we also have so much inequality and in who benefits from all of that. We have a lot of stress and suffering. Politics around the world are toxic and built on ideological conflict. And those in power seem more interested in power than in accountability and service to the people they represent. It's really easy to despair. Is this really the future that generations before us envision for humanity? And is this what we really want? You know, moving rapidly, almost frantically, toward, a more, toward more and more production and more consumption. For me, prosperity is a society where all are included and are able to access the services that they need and are able to enjoy their lives. Um, in, a, in a world where we embrace interdependence, well-being is more accessible to all and lifting each other up is a priority and a gift 
not a sacrifice. You know, we would take pride in broadening who gets to have a fulfilling life. And in, in this kind of world where we respect interdependence, we can really thrive together in partnership. What do you think, Dan? Is that a little too idealistic? M-A-Y. Maybe. B-T-W-O-R. But worse, T-R-Y-I-N-G. What are you saying? But worth trying for. I agree. This is the basis of our podcast. I hope it resonates with you. We will keep posting regularly. So, yeah, it is a bit of effort to get these episodes together, but Danny particularly wanted to post weekly episodes. And to make this possible, we'll have one full or more in-depth episode like this each month, as well as two shorter ones, and then a question and answer episode. So please send us your questions so we can answer them. You can reach us through Substack or through Danny's social media at Danny with Words on Facebook or Instagram or through his contact info on his website at dannywithwords.com. And we'll also have links to resources that we've mentioned here in our Substack transcript. All right. S-O-T-H-A-T. That was our... So that was our first full episode. Yeah, it was indeed, Danny. How do you feel about it? H A P P. Happy. Happy. Mm-hmm. Happy and happy and proud. Good. Happy and proud. T A K E C A R E. Take care. All. Take care, all. A N D. Until next episode. That's right, Danny. Thank you for listening. And be sure to like, comment, share, etc. Take care. Something must change. That much we can see. But it's hard to know what that something might be. The world feels heavy and hard to bear. We're all needing more kindness and care And we are more together Than when we are apart So it is up to us To be brave in our hearts